with a few clicks. So whether you prefer the in-store experience at 303 Broadway or the digital office store at SheridanCommercial.com, the Sheridan Commercial Company and Office Supply Store is your partner, open seven days a week. Yar, mate, if you be four years of age or older, you'll be needing to join Pirate Professor Billy Bones for some learning in pirate school. See your dreams. Thursday, September 14th at 6.30 p.m. at the Wyo Theater. Billy will be teaching the finer points of lighthearted mischief and how to stand, talk, sing, and laugh like a boisterous buccaneer. All while promoting good manners, polite behavior, and social courage. Tickets are available now at the Wyo Theater box office or online at wyotheater.com. Hey Sheridan, it's Laura with your Main Street Project update. Where is the summer gone? With five months behind us and two to go, this project is in its last phase for the construction season. Main Street from Dow to Alger is open. Due to the construction associated with the remodel of the Katy Building, East Alger will remain closed through traffic. West Alger is open. Main Street from Alger to Laux is now closed to traffic. The intersection of Laux Street remains open. As always, there is plenty of parking a short, heart-healthy walk from Main Street. The Gould Street parking lot is a great option. Whether you're walking or driving, watch for detours and keep a watchful eye out for those pedestrians navigating their way to our fabulous downtown businesses. Pedestrians, as you're navigating the sidewalks through the closure area, watch for temporary water lines that cross the sidewalk, as well as occasional sidewalk detours where we are upgrading them to meet ADA requirements. Our next public meeting will be September 6th at 1.30, ERA Carroll Realty, second floor. Questions, comments, or concerns, give me a call, 674-2356. Thank you for your patience and understanding. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Ian. We're with Rooted in Wyoming. Please consider sponsoring Rooted's collaborative programming. You can also bid on fabulous items in our online auction. It's open now through September 23rd. Go to rootedinwyoming.org. With your generous support, Rooted can continue working with dozens of partners to improve access to locally grown food for Wyoming families. Thank you. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Potter River Basin Trout Unlimited will be receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. With me this morning is the Chief Executive Officer of the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce, Dixie Johnson. Good morning, Dixie. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Doing very well. How uh, how was the 11th anniversary of the Fremont Toyota Suds and Spurs. I was actually really curious about this because I was wondering if a lot of people got out there or not. You know, they did. There were so many things going on, though, and it was a beautiful weekend. I think it was in the mid-'80s, um, a lot of activities, so people had a lot of great choices. We definitely appreciated all of our sponsors, all of our attendees, all of our volunteers, you know, everybody for uh, showing up and supporting the chamber for our major fundraiser of the year, which was the Suds and Spurs Brewfest, and that was held back 
back on August 26th, which seems like ages ago. I know. I know. It, it passes <laughs> so quickly. Here we are mid-September, quickly. right? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's. I was just wondering, is this getting bigger and bigger every year? Are you seeing uh, more attendance every year? Because I well, think you year, had... I think this year attendance was down just slightly. Um, just not a whole lot, but just a little bit. And I think it was because there were so many different things going on, different activities. Um you know, and it was also like the final weekend before school district two started. Um, many people who had uh, first year college students were taking their kids to college. Oh, it was yeah. move in. I know it was move in uh, weekend at Sheridan College. So there was just so much going on um, that I think we saw our attendance down just slightly. But it was a great turnout and really, really well, um, well done, well orchestrated. Thanks to Teresa Dedimore, who works at our chamber and our volunteer committee and Again, everybody who kind of pulled, you know stepped up and helped make it happen. Did you have more brewers this year than you have in the we past? We had about the same number, but we had oh, some it? different okay. ones. I mean, we had so the last year's winner, um, the two Bassett Brewing uh, out of White Sulphur Springs, Montana, which was a People's Choice Award for a couple years. They weren't able to make it uh, this year, and so we saw some changes there. But we had some new ones. We had Thirsty Street out of Billings that came over. Cody Cat Craft Brewing Company was there, and so it was. Nice. I mean, we just saw some different brewers there, um, but about the same number. I think we ended up with 26 or 27 again this year. And the last tally, who won the People's Choice? So the People's Choice was really interesting. We moved to a new uh Platform instead of doing the the beer tokens dropping in the buckets, uh, we ended up doing an online voting uh, form. So um, we're getting we're getting there with technology, Floyd. <laughs> we're moving on up, <laughs> right? Um, but the award it was really close. But the award went to the Cody Craft Brewing Company oh, out of wow. Cody, Wyoming. And then we also had a couple of the local favorites um, here taking second and third. And then uh, we also then had another competition, which was a professional judge competition. Now that one's for the best wheat spur, right? It was for the best wheat beer and that was optional for those brewers who wanted to submit uh, one of their products for that that judge competition and it was it was done off site uh it took place the day of but took place earlier in the day and uh really want to shout out to black tooth and and their brewers and their team for helping to coordinate that um all of those tastings were done anonymously so we had volunteers that helped and and nobody knew what they were tasting but uh the uh tom balding spur award for the for the professionally judged best wheat beer this year, I uh, went to Snake River Brewing Company from Jackson, Wyoming, and they have um, a Hefeweizen called Hike It Out Hefeweizen, and they inked it out there. Wow. And that, Snake River, I think I've actually been over there maybe once. Last year they won for, um, I'm trying to, I'll, I'll probably mess it up. I think it was a, a La Cerveza. Uh, le- last year our judge competition was for the best lager, and Snake River took that home then too. Now, the beer relay this was is this the second year for mm-hmm. the beer relay it is how the how brainchild of our, our board president rosemary garber uh <laughs> she came up with it and and single-handedly coordinated it last year and this year it was even better um it was a lot of fun hey, do we have a winner on that we do actually team alpha graphics won again and they took oh, it again. both years <laughs> i'm not sure who they're recruiting but they're recruiting some definite uh people who can can uh navigate 
navigate the course and you know sample some beers during the at the same time um but yeah it was a lot of fun i think we had seven teams participate this year well done well done over there at alpha graphics that's <laughs> if i wonder if they got a ringer somewhere in the crew huh I think there might be some family members that are recruited heavily and then some of their friends to fill out the team. You know, it might be a little bit younger uh, group of people that are on that that team. And, boy, they were going up against some, you know, some hefty competition, but they couldn't hold a a candle to Team Alpha Graphics. Now, you were raffling a Yeti cooler. Right. Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Um, they donated us a Yeti Roadie 48 wheeled cooler and then Blacktooth uh, Brewing Company donated a couple cases of beer to go in that cooler and we pulled the raffle ticket out. Uh, thanks to everybody who purchased a raffle ticket and uh, the winner of that was Brandy Campbell. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, wow. yeah so she was pretty excited. <laughs> her daughter actually works really at the neat. chamber and so when we pulled her name, Brandy had already departed for the day so she wasn't there but her daughter was on the phone texting her it was a lot of fun yeah, so brandy if you haven't got a cooler yet my friend oh, go to <laughs> and just to let you know that uh it was not set up the chamber did not pull the winning ticket uh, jason rainey with fremont actually pulled the winning ticket so <laughs> just because she was K- caitlin's mom it wasn't a setup just and, let everybody know yeah no and, conspiracy here and if if brandy hasn't got that cooler yet you just uh snitched on her daughter right <laughs> <laughs> it's mom look oh, what yeah, i got yeah. it's great cooler <laughs> I think Brandy has it. Actually, I received a few texts from some other people in the community wondering why we hadn't pulled their name out. But I said, well, you're friends with Brandy, so hit her up. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Maybe she'll sell it. All right. Now, if you were to take a step back as our CEO of the chamber and, and tell me what went great this year, what went great? Oh, we had a wonderful music by Sidetrack. I think the whole day went well um, or went great. The and, and part of it is because after so many years of coordinating it, uh, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that has to happen. And yeah. Teresa Dedimore in our office, she's our program development director. She just does an amazing job. She has created such strong relationships within the the craft brewing industries that, that people know that um, – they're going to be taken care of. We had uh, so many volunteers who had done, had had actually taken on tasks the year prior or years prior so they knew what to do, um, making sure that we kept a lot of ice on hand and everybody was um, iced down. We we had a great um, donation of water um, and so everybody you know, getting the water out and keeping people hydrated. Everybody had a great time. Everybody was responsible. Um, it was a beautiful venue down at Whitney Commons and so I think overall, I, I can't really think of one thing that went great. I think the whole thing went great so again it but it's not uh, it's not because we coordinated it it's really about all the volunteers and the sponsors and the people who attended and our food vendors and our musicians and all of it together and our brewers of course and a lot of people don't understand the logistics behind an event this size i mean you had how many different people uh and and you know this is i'm not asking for a number but just right. how many different people came in from out of town right needing a place to stay right. for food right um you know the logistics behind putting something on of this size it's it's months and months of hard work it really is it takes a lot and it starts really early and in fact you know it usually starts right after the first of the year for an uh, end of august event that is that's impressive and i want to thank Teresa for all her hard work i bet she's taking a breath right now just kind of 
She is. Um, Interestingly, next week, though, she is going to be participating in the Center for Vital Communities Civic Project, which I'm sure you've heard about. So she is actually going to be away next week. So this week, she's probably under the gun trying to get all of the other things (laughs) coordinated. before she's gone next week. But congratulations to her and all of those who were selected to be part of this year's Civic Project. It's a great program. Absolutely. And I went through it uh, several years ago, and there's a great group of alumni that have gone through it, and um, a lot of things happening have happened and continue to happen in our community because of that <laughs> program. You know, we have our Leadership Sheridan County program, but then there's a Civic Project. There's Leadership Wyoming. I'm in the Wyoming Academy right now, which is another leadership program. And there's just some great opportunities out there. So uh, congratulations to Teresa, and I'd encourage people to continue to look at for those other programs. And she's going to take a a, a real quick low as she jumps and bounces on to the next project again. Now, if you were to look at the entire event, Dixie, and tell me what we could improve on for next year, what would you say that was? Oh, wow. Maybe we could figure out a way to not have so many wasps. For some oh. reason, we like uh, wasps really like beer, and um, that so there's a lot of them around. We had wasp traps and some other things out there, but that would probably be the only thing. Is if we could have a day, and it was beautiful. The weather is beautiful, but it, where it's not always we're battling the wasps. Where you're seeing people across the uh, the entire compound <laughs> waving these things right, away, right? Right, right. All right, uh, we're gonna do a quick switch over to the chamber lunch program this month what's going on wow that's this week and i will let everybody know that we're already getting some great registrations where it's going to be a really um a really full chamber lunch program it will be held this week on wednesday september 13th 11 30 to 1 and it will take place at the best western sheridan center uh, we've got a great speaker and a great community partner host so our presenter is going to be pete obermuller who is the president of the petroleum association of wyoming and he's going to talk a little bit about the state of natural gas and oil in our state, um, what it means for Sheridan, what it means for Wyoming, and in just some of the information that he gave us, um, it's just interesting to read that last year in 2022, um, the industry alone provided two-thirds of the entire state's general fund budget, and they helped push Wyoming's permanent investment funds up to over $15 billion. Um, You know, it's interesting because he's going to be able to, to talk a little bit about where we are what the future might hold, um, and then, you know, what we may need to think about as a state, right? And so um, great program. We ask that people register in advance. And registering in advance really enables us to give a number to our food, to our caterer, which is going to be Killy's. They're going to have some great barbecue pulled pork sandwiches that are included in your registration fee of only $20 um, but we need your registrations in advance by 4 p.m. today. You can call us at 672-2485, or you can go on our uh, website, SharonWyomingChamber.org, and register. Again, by 4 today, it really does help us get a, a solid number then to our caterer and to the Best Western for setup. Now, I will say that I've, I'm pretty sure I've interviewed Obermuller in the past a number of, of years ago. Smart guy. Uh, he was so informative and and one of my favorite interviews is individuals who really know their stuff you Mm -hmm. know um and and he's one of those guys he's also a very nice guy so folks you really want to know the state of the mineral industry 
this is uh, the program for you. Right. Uh, and and you don't have to be a chamber member nope, to attend nope. this program. No, you certainly don't. Um, and, and it's the same fee for everybody. Uh, but again, we ask you to just register today by 4 p.m. If we start getting a huge influx, we may have to cut it off and limit it because we do actually have physical limitations right, in, the right. lo- in the location. We're hoping not to do that. Um, and then our program also is hosted by our Platinum Community Partner, First Interstate Bank. And we're going to hear from the Northern Wyoming Market President, Steve Crow. He'll be talking to our um, our membership and our, our attendees also on Wednesday. So it's going to be a great program. We encourage people to, to come out and take part. I imagine there's going to be a lot of great information yeah. at that program. And uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, they do offer a, a question and answer period or will they take questions as well yes um that's always uh, an important part and so we do usually have a really tight program um, a full program uh, but we do anticipate that we'll have time for question and answer if for some reason we are running late because we do try to take really good care in making sure that we get people Pay attention to their schedules. There's working, you know, professionals, and a lot of them need to get back to their offices. And so uh, sometimes we'll say, all right, we're going to hold the Q&A until the very end. That will allow those who have to leave to leave without feeling like they're having to leave early or depart in the middle of something. So sometimes we do that. We just kind of take it, um, you know. And, and pivot as we need to. Well, and it, it's just a good format. There's a lot of business owners there. They got to, like you said, they got to get back to work. Right. We got to go to a commercial break. We're going to have more with our Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Potter River Basin Trout Unlimited will be receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Suicide prevention starts with everyday heroes like you. Join the cause Saturday, September 16th at Whitney Commons for the Sheridan County Out of the Darkness Walk as we walk to fight suicide and raise awareness about mental health. Be part of the movement turning hope into action and create a culture that's smart about mental health. Register for the walk today at AFSP.org slash Sheridan County and walk with us Saturday, September 16th in Whitney Commons Park. Do you happen to remember last winter? The snow, the ice, getting stuck in the driveway? New tires help. Prepare this winter. Stop in Midas Tire and Auto for a no-cost tire evaluation. Midas will help you find the right tire for the right price. And now, during the fall tire event, save 140 bucks on Michelin tires through September. If you're looking for Hankook or Cooper tires, wait till October. Buy three, get one free. Getting and keeping you safely on the road. Midas Tire and Auto, East Brundage Lane and Sheridan. So what's wrong, Fido? Did Timmy fall down the well again? What? You mean you don't want this dog food? You want a different dog food? Okay, so you want Northwest Naturals raw diets for dogs, sold locally only at the Health Nut? Wait, wait. You want some A-plus answers raw goat milk formula with raw honey and organic cinnamon? And they have Northwest Naturals for cats, too? 
You guys stay right here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall right now. Christy Kinghorn of Buffalo Realty would like to talk to you about 38 Ridge Lane near Buffalo. This beautiful three-bedroom solar home in the country has breathtaking views of the Bighorns. Spacious kitchen and dining area with a formal living room and a separate office or family room. The wrought iron fenced-in yard is well landscaped. Plus, there's a small reservoir on the property. The home and 15.66 acres can be sold separate from the other 138 acres. If interested, call Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, I'm speaking with the Chief Executive Officer of the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce, Dixie Johnson. Now, uh, we talked about uh, the... Uh, Fremont Toyota Suds and Spurs Brewfest, right. uh, 11 years. It went really well this year. Right. Uh, I just want to thank everybody one more time, especially Teresa, who I know is taking a deep breath this morning. Uh, probably uh, has been for the last couple of weeks. And Dixie, there's uh, other events happening around town. Though. we got the business after hours. We'll cover that really quick and then we got to get into this uh, manufacturing day i really want to okay. know about this we're gonna have right. a special show on this one folks right uh dixie business after hours so we have our next business after hours next wednesday so typically the third wednesday of the month so that'll be wednesday september 20th from 5 to 7 p.m and that will be held and hosted by sunlight federal credit union so they're gonna have some great um uh door prizes barbecue sundays from Killies. there's gonna be beverages by and you know some by Sheridan Liquor. Um, it's a great opportunity to come out and continue to make those, uh, strengthen those relationships, make new connections, and support, um, you know, the hosting business. So Sunlight Federal Credit Union, September 20th, 5 to 7 p.m., open to everybody and anybody and no charge to attend. Great networking opportunity there, folks. If you're new to town, attend a couple of those, and you will have friends before you know it. Right. And, uh, and I know that we're probably going to talk a little bit about it, but can I give a also a plug for for our next business before hours. Please do. Please so we do. typically do those the first Wednesday of the month. So if somebody wants to start thinking about getting these calendar um, items um, on their schedules, the first Wednesday of the month is business before hours. The second Wednesday is our chamber lunch program. And the third Wednesday is business after hours. So just remember that. Um, the next one will be Wednesday, October 4th, 730 to 9. And will be hosted by First Bank of Wyoming on West Brundage Lane in their new building. And so, um, and then I'd also like to just thank the Homer and Mildred Scott Foundation, rooted in Wyoming, and Wyoming Wilderness Association for hosting last week's Business Before Hours. It was a beautiful morning. It was a wonderful event, um, and just wanted to thank them for hosting that. Dixie, it just it it amazes me every time you jump on the show, and you can just rattle all this stuff off. Yes, we've got notes, but at the same time, you're just very articulate, and you you know what to get to right away. Oh, thank you. Now, I don't. Well, if I don't see it on your list, I don't want it to be left <laughs> exactly, off. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Now, the, we talked a little bit about uh, leadership shared in right. county in, in the first half. Um, for those who don't know what leadership Sheridan County is, can you touch on what it is and what they're doing now? Absolutely. So um, leadership Sheridan County applications for our next year's program will open the month of October. And also our October lunch program uh, will, at our chamber lunch, will be the graduation of this year's leadership Sheridan County class, which um, basically are, there are 22 
people in that class from various um, industries and businesses around Sheridan County and nonprofits that are going through the program. They started it in January. It's a 10-month program. And really, it's designed to really inspire and cultivate future leaders. So there's a leadership development component in it. But there's also to expand community knowledge. We focus each one of our uh, modules each month in a, on a different area of our community. Um, so I'm trying to think. Last month, their full-day module focused on natural resources in Sheridan County. And then this upcoming one uh, will be, in September, will be education and youth services. But they've also explored county government and um, health and human services and city government. And so different uh, various uh, kind of areas of our community. So it's to expand the community knowledge and also establish those valuable connections. You Absolutely. Know? So it's it's been a great program. We've been running it since 1993, and we have over 400 alum through the program. So oh, if you're great. interested, look for that application to open up. I believe it is Monday, October 2nd that those that that'll open. Who's eligible? To anybody, attend. anybody, and anybody, uh, anybody, and anybody, anybody, and everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those two. Uh, I they have to you. be eighteen or you. over um, in Sheridan County may apply, and there is an application process. Um, we encourage you know private businesses, organizations, government agencies, anybody who wants to again um, strengthen those relationships, uh, expand community knowledge, and in in really um, increase their own individual leadership um, skill set to, to think about applying. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful program. I've been, I went through it in 2011 and we have a great steering committee that oversees the program and they do a phenomenal job. And again, Teresa Dedimore is our coordinator of that program. And I want to congratulate everybody. It's a month early, but still congratulations on your graduation of leadership mm-hmm. Sheridan County. Moving on to manufacturing day. Tell us a little bit about this. So I just wanted to let everybody know that national manufacturing day takes place place the first Friday in October every year. And so this year's date will be Friday, October 6th. And also um, the Chamber's Business Retention and Expansion Committee since 2017 began coordinating, um, you know, uh, campaigns, promotional information and tours with our area manufacturers. And so we've been uh, doing that's really been well received, important, um, helps just increase people's knowledge of some great jobs, hopefully you know, it also supports our manufacturing industries, getting people into their doors. It's not typically a business that people are inside of. And so um, when you think about some outstanding opportunities for youth, for people who are looking for a second career or changing careers. As adults, there's some great manufacturing jobs out there. So um, we are in the process of coordinating with this year's uh, with manufacturers in the Sheridan and Johnson County areas. And so look for some more information. We're getting some, you know, we basically leave it to them to determine uh, what they would like to do, what kind of tours and what times. And then we put the schedule out. We'll come back on public pulse in a few weeks we'll share that um but look for more information from the chamber and if you do want more information or you are a manufacturer and are interested give us a call and let us know and we'll make sure that we get you on the schedule but um yeah i'm i'm excited about it again uh we've kind of been a leader in the state in in stepping in and helping to coordinate some of these and and really highlight that manufacturing industry which is such an important part of diversifying our economy but see at the same time you're 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 exactly right on we have these amazing manufacturers 
manufacturers here locally between Johnson and Sheridan counties. A lot of people don't even know what's getting done out there. Right. Uh, they may not be selling their product locally or, or it's too big or, Many or of they're them very aren't. specific. Right. Yeah. And they're manufacturing all kinds of things. Large uh, dump truck beds are manufactured over in Johnson County. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. Right. Uh, they rolled one out once. They invited me over. I was able to go over there, kind of take a tour of the facility as a as a you know a member of the press. I got to take photos of them rolling that truck bed out and it was just one of the most amazing things I've ever been able to be a part of. And they do it all the time. Right. And it's right there. And, and you'd never know unless you did business with them. So I think this Manufacturing Day is probably one of my favorites. Really highlights hard-working individuals here within our area that you don't tend to really learn about. So right. take advantage of this, folks. This is something it's going to teach you a lot about Sheridan and Johnson Counties. So uh, we don't know who's we don't have a list. We don't yet have the list everyone. yet. That's being okay. coordinated and confirmed right now. So that will come out soon. And um, so look for more information. Look for information. Um, thank you to Manufacturing Works. They partner with us, but we also have some great manufacturers that just support this because they know how important it is for their own talent pipeline, yeah, right? Absolutely. And so, um, yeah, look for that information to come out as soon as we have it pulled together. Hopefully, in the next week or so. I mean, there's there's such a lot of opportunity here uh, for individuals who may be going through the diesel or the welding program up here at Sheridan mm-hmm. College. Sticking local. Just right. go right into the industry right here where you live. And you know, and, and speaking of Sheridan College, they're just an, a, a very important part and partner to our manufacturing industry in helping to determine in, um, what, what the manufacturing industry is needing as mm-hmm. far as skills to be trained and then also developing um, you know, the curriculum and, and and different programs around that. So um, they will be, you know, they're they're taking part and interested and participating in, with our BRE committee as well. So we're trying to pull everybody together to make sure that we're not leaving anybody out. Again, if you're a manufacturer and haven't been contacted or want to be part of it, give us a call at 672-2485 and visit with Teresa, and she'll make sure she gets you on the list. And who can take these tours? Anybody and everybody, you know, so we encourage if you're um, we've had schools that uh, we've had teachers bring their classes. Uh, we've had grandparents come and 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 do a day out and go to on these different tours. Um, we've had, you know, business leaders. We've just had it's open to anybody who wants to and there's no charge. So Fantastic. look for that information to come out. And um, I'll be back hopefully on the 3rd of October to talk a little bit more about it and give everybody a lowdown on what the tours are. But I'll get that information to you as soon as we have it, Floyd. Fantastic. And, folks, this is a great way to get to know some of Sheridan County's hardworking individuals. Uh, real quick, we're running out of time, Dixie, okay. but the Wyoming legislature is going to meet for the 2024 budget session at the beginning of next year. And before they head south, let's go ahead and uh, talk about an opportunity for folks to voice concerns. So our Government Affairs Committee uh, for years, and I wish I knew how many years, a long time, has been holding an annual legislative forum. And that legislative forum is an opportunity for uh individuals, businesses, organizations to get in front of our delegation and visit with them before they head down to Cheyenne. Now, they won't go to Cheyenne until February, right, with this being a budget uh, session, but um, we try to schedule it enough in advance that if there's something that that, that really um, bubbles to the top as far as where our delegation should be uh, spending their time prioritizing, it gives them some time to do some of the work in the background. Um, so December 4th and 5th, 
we are scheduling or we set aside for our legislative forum. Again, if you're interested, all we ask is that you contact Karen at our office and she'll take your name. As soon as we have the schedule, she'll start coordinating and putting you into the certain spot and give you an opportunity to get in front of our um, senators and representatives uh, that represent Sheridan Johnson County. So uh, mark it on your calendars. Give us a call, 672-2485, and we'll get you your name on the list. All right, Dixie, I want to thank you so much for thank coming you. in this morning and sharing uh, with a lot of information this morning, a lot of stuff going on. Always so yeah, much going on, Everyone right? thinks that it slows down in the fall, <laughs> but I, I, I tend to disagree. Uh, all right, when we come back, we're going to speak with Impact 307. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930K, are we? 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Potter River Basin Trout Unlimited will be receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Get ready, September explorers. It's time to embark on cozy journeys through the fall foliage. And where should that journey begin? Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet, your premier destination for discovering the perfect vehicle for your early fall adventures. As the leaves change, so does their pre-owned inventory. Vehicles are rolling off the lot as fast as the leaves are falling. September is the month to change your ride. Experience the wearing way of buying vehicles. Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet, 107 Stalger online, wearing Sheridan. The Total Store remodel is underway at Legacy Diamond and Gems. They are open at a temporary location, 17 East Lauk Street, between P.O. News and the Chocolate Tree. Legacy Diamond and Gems will continue their full-service jewelry and watch repair and personalized custom designs from their two graduate bench jewelers. You can also set up an appointment to view inventory from other departments. Legacy Diamond and Gems will reopen soon. In the meantime, visit online at LegacyDiamondGems.com or stop by 17 East Lauks in Sheridan. McDonald's restaurants in Sharon have the opportunity you've been waiting for. They're looking for enthusiastic open and closer crew members starting at an impressive $17 per hour. At McDonald's, Larry Starrow and the crew are all about helping you reach your goals. Open and closer crew members are the heart and soul of McDonald's success. Ready to join the fun starting at $17 per hour? Go online to myhire.com or stop by any Sharon of McDonald's location to pick up an application. Yar, matey, if you be four years of age or older, you'll be needing to join Pirate Professor Billy Bones for some learning in Pirate School Sea of Dreams, Thursday, September 14th at 6.30 p.m. at the Wyo Theater. Billy will be teaching the finer points of lighthearted mischief and how to stand, talk, sing, and laugh like a boisterous buccaneer. All while promoting good manners, polite behavior, and social courage. Tickets are available now at the Wyo Theater box office or online at wyotheater.com. It's time to cowboy up and register for the annual Wolf Creek Wrangle Trail Run. Race day is September 16th. You can run, hike, or participate virtually in a 5-mile, 7-mile, half marathon, or 30K. Hosted by the historic Eaton's Ranch and all proceeds benefit Habitat for Humanity. Spots are limited, so register at runwolfcreekwrangle.com. This race brought to you by Fremont Toyota of Sheridan and sponsored in part by Sheridan Media and Sheridan County Travel and Tours. 
welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, we're joined by the Sheridan Impact 307 Business Incubator Director, Mr. Scott Rendall. Good morning, Scott. How are you, sir? Floyd, good morning to you. Now, uh, for those who don't know, could you remind folks who Impact 307 is and what you do down there? Absolutely. So Impact 307 is Wyoming's statewide business incubator network. We are a unit of the Research and Economic Development Division of the University of Wyoming. And so we are tied into UW, which means we're, we have access to all the resources that come with the university. And so as, as an incubator program, we will seek to develop, identify and develop those entrepreneurs out there that have an innovative and growth-oriented idea, and then we provide deep-level counseling to see if we can get them to get that idea launched and then contribute to our community's economic development. Now, you guys do this all year long. The Startup Challenge isn't the only thing that you guys do, right? This is happening all the time. We are year-round. We uh, use the Startup Challenge as a main mechanism to identify the folks that have these ideas and the startup challenge will through the process go through and try to pick the most promising of those to really obtain that deep level counseling and the the added bonus of the startup challenge is the funding but it's really the the ongoing resources and the development that we can do with them throughout the year that really makes a huge difference how many winners in the past have told you you know without this startup challenge I wouldn't have gone anywhere. I wouldn't have done anything. You know, I was talking to Mrs. Wells and yeah. from Horsewell, and she had an idea, didn't know what to really do with it, though. And it, without that startup challenge, she may have n- never developed anything. Yeah, exactly, because a lot of folks will have a great idea, but they, they're not business people. They don't know really how to proceed with getting something launched, and they're they're usually pretty busy on their own. They, they have an existing occupation or something that it just it's a time factor as well as you know the knowledge factor and so we will help them kind of get going put them in the right direction and hopefully make a more efficient path for them but to your question i have had folks just about every year that have gone through this process that said uh this was kind of a life-changing experience and i think megan when she was here in august explained that and it's something that hey if i didn't get the support of impact 307 if i didn't get the seed funding, maybe this wouldn't have happened at all, or it would have happened a lot slower. Maybe the market opportunity would have passed us by. And, um, you know, going through this process and getting the help and the funding, it's like life-changing. I'm starting a new uh, occupation. I am going to be a successful business person and really make a a great result for our area. And that's, I think that's one reason why I really like the Startup Challenge. Uh, people out there who just want to maybe improve the industry that they're working in all day, every day, and and then think, okay, well, you know, this widget would make this a lot easier, but I don't know what to do with that idea. And so they can be part of this startup challenge, and that idea can come to fruition, and and you can start an entire new section of that industry. So uh, for folks who may not know exactly what this is, Scott, could you tell us about the Startup Challenge? Sure. So the Startup Challenge, it's our annual Sheridan event that happens with a kickoff of the application period in August. And we have it open for about five and a half weeks. It allows folks to kind of go through the application and 
collect all of the information they have that will describe their idea as well as um, you know questions about so what's the target market they're planning to serve what's the competition looks like how many folks have they talked to about the idea that have validated it a lot of folks that we see come in and they have the greatest invention they have the greatest thing that that they believe is going to be an instant success but one of the things that's often lacking is that's been reinforced by very close friends or family who do want want to tell them kind of what they want to hear yeah so how many folks have you gone out there to talk to that will be able to tell you you know, candidly, yes, this is great, or hey, have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? There's a lot of additional considerations that they need to kind of go off and track before they truly have an idea that has market viability, has scalable potential in terms of being able to kind of uh, get out there and go beyond what they can do current, uh, locally. And so that will help uh, a stronger application, the more people that they can talk to that can actually say, yes, uh, this is something that I'd be interested in buying or a service that I take advantage of, and uh, I think it's something you should go forward with. Almost like a little personal survey, right? right? Like, how yeah. much would you pay for this? Uh, you know, what materials would I have to use for this to last long enough for you to see a viability in the purchase itself? Exactly right. That's exactly what we're trying to get them to do, and the more they can do it, usually the stronger the idea is. And a lot of times they may not get the the feedback that they're looking for yeah which means they have to pivot and maybe they can change their uh, their idea for an offering such that it would be yeah, more appealing yeah but sometimes you know it's like oh this wasn't nearly what i thought it was after i talked to these folks uh, you know a real simple thought and this is kind of the to the extreme but uh, winston churchill stacked his war cabinet with his political enemies right. not with his friends because he knew they would tell him the way things were and not what he wanted to hear. So uh, those surveys, they're, they're important, folks. Now, go ahead and walk me through the application process itself. So we have an online application tool called Startup Tree. Impact307.org is a place where you can go. You can uh, find the drop-down on Startup Challenges. Go to Sheridan Startup <coughs> Challenge, and you'll see the application questions there. Um, or you can go to SheridanMedia.com. We have a link up on Sheridan Media as well. Um, and so the application is just a few questions that help describe what the basic idea is, what, what's the problem or the unmet need that they need to address through applying for the challenge, because that's really important. You know, every new idea starts with something that will improve somebody's life or it will fulfill uh, a niche that isn't currently being served. And yeah. so if, if they can't clearly identify that, it's how... How are you going to be able to compete against an entrenched competitor or an alternative that people have that will fulfill that need? And so we go through that. Um, we ask them how they think their offering will win. What's really unique about it that is going to get that foothold in the market? And then, then we ask the question, how many people have you spoken with about this? And what's been the reaction? Do, has that validated what you're proposing to do? Now, have you received a lot of applications so far? So we have received, just as of this morning, we've received six applications. But the truth of the matter is, I've done this for six years now, uh, the most of the applications come in in the last 72 hours. We have had 152 views of the application. So I know <laughs> a lot people, of people looking. A lot of people are looking, and I know that 
when I meet with them, and I've probably met with maybe 12, 14 folks that are interested in the challenge, and what I do is I go through the application. How are you responding to this? How have you uh, researched something related to your, your content that you're going to put in the application? A lot of times we identify weaknesses, and so it's great to see them ahead of time mm -hmm. because I can actually help them kind of get to the core of what the judges will be looking at. And so uh, a lot of people are in process. I've got two more meetings today with people that are interested in the challenge that just want a little bit of help or a little bit of guidance on uh, what what we'll be looking for and obviously what the judges will be evaluating on. So there might be, you know, some people with a little bit of trepidation. Maybe they're thinking, okay, gosh, should I, should I, you know, really go through with this? Uh, so let's touch on that. They can sit and meet with you during this entire application process. They don't have to go through this alone. You can give them the information that they need to be successful in the future, uh, even just through the application process itself. So waiting to be one of those individuals who turns it in 72 hours before everything kicks off, you know, I would say you're putting yourself at a disadvantage there. Uh, now's probably the best time to go and get that application in and they can come talk to you, right, Scott? Do they need to set up an appointment? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll basically like to have something set up so that I can manage the folks that are coming in. And uh, a lot of times they're all ready to push the button on submitting the application, but we find a couple of things that probably would make their, their application stronger. Just to finish the question about, so um, what is the process? We will have one more week for the application. So the deadline is 11.59 p.m. on Monday, September 18th. So it's a week from today. And so at that point, the applications close, and then my involvement in the process um, will be the ongoing support of the folks that will continue, but the the selections for who proceeds is actually made by a judge panel yeah. that we pull together. It's community leaders, it's entrepreneurs that have kind of been through the process before. And so um, when they come in and meet with me ahead of time, I can say, well, I know the judges are going to be looking at this or that. And so we can kind of help clarify and sh sharpen or crispen what they're going to turn in by coming in and speaking with us ahead of time. That's the value of kind of seeing them before the application closes. Now, for those who, who are kind of in that period, what what is the most important thing that you would suggest keep in mind when you're filling out that application? Well, it's, it's kind of back to what we had said about, you know, can you describe your idea and what problem does it solve or what unmet need is being addressed by what you're proposing? And so it, the more they can really zero into that, because everything draws off of that. Who are you going to be up against in terms of competition or alternatives? Uh, what, how big is the target market? Maybe you have a great idea, but it's a very small market. And so can you make this a business that would not only sustain what you want to do for a career, but also to um, you know, be able to multiply it and uh, produce products and services that can go outside of our local area? So create economic development. Now, once we get the application done, uh, do I get an email or an alert letting me know that I've uh, been selected to go through this the rest of the process? So the applicants will still have access to the Startup Tree um, tool, and so they'll be able to see that their application was submitted. 
Um, but basically, the applications will, next Tuesday, they're going to go to the judges. The judges will have a pretty short turnaround time, a day or so, to kind of go through the applicants. And then we will meet with them and kind of go through the various merits of the folks that they're considering. And then we'll try to get to the top ten that um, are, of all the applicants, we'll get to the top ten. And then there's one more uh, semifinal round that we go through before going to the pitch night finalists. Now tell me about uh, what the... the the 10 have to do what they've really got to focus on to be successful that you've seen in the past yeah so um the initial application doesn't ask anything about how the business will make money we just want the core of the idea we want to know who they've spoken with we want to know their assessment of the competition but in the semi-final round we start getting into the financials okay what and how do you anticipate developing this idea in terms of a product or service what do you think your pricing structure will look like what will your cost structure look like so you can make money when your revenue is greater than your cost, right? And so we will go through that process. And then the other thing in the semifinal round asks is, what's your timeline? How are you going to continue to develop this product or idea? Give us some, some details on what your milestones are. And so those are two additions in the semifinal round. The, the initial application is just getting at the core of the idea and what else is out there that they can measure against. Now I'm going to assume that the finalists are selected from individuals within that group who really have everything put together and we can see a revenue coming in, correct? Correct, right. So the 10 semifinalists will actually meet the judges. They will do kind of a mini pitch presentation. We ask for about five slides where they can go through, put the very pertinent information on there, talk about how they're going to make money. But it's a lot of Q&A with the judges. The judges will then really be able to drill into maybe questions that weren't fully addressed in the application and will allow the uh, folks to respond and let them uh, more fully develop their idea in something beyond words. They can actually have the live interaction with the judges at that point. So then they become a finalist, and if selected, then we go on to pitch night. Uh, I've, I've got about two minutes left. Can you give me an explanation of pitch night? Yes, and so uh, out of the semifinal round, there will generally be about five finalists selected. We've had one year of six, but generally it's five. Then we have about a month to the November 1st pitch night. The pitch night will once again be at the Wyo Theater this year. It'll be the seventh time we've had it at the Wyo, which is a great venue. And during that month of uh, preparation, we will continue to meet with the finalists on a regular basis. We will get them additional research or, or information. We've got a great market research center that's part of the small business development group that can help them do a market research report and maybe fill in some of the details on target market that will allow them to crispen up their numbers. We will have presentation support. So each finalist will get a few hours from a um, person that can consult with them on presentation delivery, on content. We can integrate video. We can integrate a lot of high-res photos. We can make it a very professional presentation so that when they present at the YO on November 1st, they can really go in with a lot of confidence. We will rehearse with them. And generally, our finalists just knock it out of the park. They make a very, very positive presentation. And win or lose, they will um, be able to carry their their opportunity forward and just the publicity out of that challenge is is worth you know thousands of dollars of marketing oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely scott uh, i've run out of time i want to thank you for coming in this morning talking to me about this challenge Uh, we're going to get some links up on the website today if you haven't taken the jump folks take the jump you won't know if you don't 
try. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Potter River Basin Trout Unlimited will be receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. It's September, and you know what that means. Pumpkin spice. Well, no, Tommy, it's hunting season, and that means it's time to get your car side-by-side and ATV serviced. You tune your bow, you need to tune your transportation. The last thing you want to worry about is being stranded on the mountain. Yeah, good thinking. Even if you're not a hunter, now is a great time to get your vehicle serviced before winter hits. Remember, we can service all makes and models for automotive and power sports. Call Sheridan Honda and Power Sports to schedule your service today. Hungry for a delicious meal that'll leave your taste buds singing? Look no further than Frackleton's Fine Food and Spirits. Everything from mouth-watering burgers to succulent steaks, our menu is packed with flavor and satisfaction. Check out our extensive drink menu featuring handcrafted cocktails, local brews, and fine wines. By the way, now it's easier than ever to book your table early. Go to Frackleton's.com and choose your time of day and the table you want, and it'll be waiting for you when you get there. Frackleton's Main Street, downtown Sheridan. Jim Markle Sr. doesn't talk about his time in Vietnam, but he's carried it with him ever since. It wasn't until 1980, five years after the end of the Vietnam War, that the condition post-traumatic stress disorder was even identified. One minute we're in combat, next minute we're back home. It was just too much. The Wild Film Festival presents Return, a story that documents a father-son trip to Vietnam to hopefully gain an understanding of events that ultimately shape their relationship. He brought something back from Vietnam. He's carried it with him for 40 plus years now, and I think he's going to leave it behind. I hope he can. Return, just one of the films at this year's Y.O. Film Festival, September 28th through October 1st. I'd also like to see what happened to those units who were left behind. We were supposed to pull a lot of people out of Vietnam, and we just left and abandoned them. See the full lineup and get your tickets at yofilmfest.org. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. KROE.